0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Brune, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, it's Bama versus LSU week. How are you feeling?
1: Oh, it's here finally. This is my favorite time. This is the best game of the year every year. So, CBS doubleheader, Missouri Georgia should be okay game, uh, and then we'll bleed into 6:45 at night.
0: What channel is the or what time is the Al uh, is the A and M Ole Miss game? Is that at 230 as well? Or what I, I don't Let's remember see. exactly off the top of my head. It'd be nice hmm. if that were eleven AM uh, eleven AM. Yeah. You get a little yeah. bit of everything. Just SEC all day. You don't gotta watch any of the conference.
1: Boom, boom. boom. You don't 11, gotta watch thirty, you know, six forty five. You're good to go. Yeah.
0: Leave the pac twelve over there, Washington, USC, leave it over there. Um leave Bedlam over there uh tech kansas state texas but overall really good college football week but yeah here let me
1: uh let me give y'all the quick rundown really quick then we'll get into this uh because lsu alabama is obviously the marquee game of the week uh top 25 matchup texas k-state is at 11 ole miss is at 11 uh, number 11 against a&m uh, Iowa state plays uh in the morning rutgers rutgers is sort of falling off uh notre dame clemson is at 11 and maddie yeah. b clemson's only three point dogs in that one at home
0: they they've said Sam Hartman is like 0 and 4 against Clemson so that's we'll uh,
1: she, uh well actually that's my the guy I go to is Beth out of the week Clemson uh I gamble on the board Clemson <laughs> I gamble, yeah Clemson in the points plus 3 best so best There you week. go uh George Missouri obviously 2:30 CBS Oklahoma and is in the top 10 still playing Oklahoma State at 2:30 uh Penn State uh at 2:30 against Maryland A nice number five Washington and top 25 USC matchup
0: tomorrow night. Uh, Washington's only a three-point favorite in that, too. I was kind of surprised when I looked at that spread. That one's at 630. And then uh, I guess after Bama ends, you'll get a little Colorado-Oregon state. So Always good. Pac-12 after dark. Pac-12 after dark, as always. Um, But, yeah, LSU, Alabama, uh, we've previewed it on the site. Our predictions will be up by the time you are listening to this. Um, so we will obviously get into all that. We'll have our game balls on this podcast as well. Uh, but Shay, which side of the ball do you want to start with? Because they're so drastically different. Um, it's kind of strength on strength on one side. It's weakness on weakness on the other. What, which side do you want to go with?
1: Which one did you, you started with Bama O versus LSU D this week in film? No, I,
0: no, I started with LSU's offense against Alabama's defense. That was the first one. We can start there. Yeah, that's – I mean, you look at the star power on the field, and obviously, you know, Will Anderson's gone, but Kool-Aid McKinstry on the outside, on Arnold, um, Caleb Downs. Obviously, Caleb Downs has been amazing. Yeah, for recruiting people that – I mean, even just no five-star, number five overall player, I believe it was, in the class. uh, Leads them in tackles. Um, Dallas Turner – Justin, a boat, uh, a be I think it is, or uh, forgive me if I said that wrong, but um, yeah, a- an ample amount of time. I'm forgetting someone too. Chris Braswell on Alabama's defense. So best defense Al- uh, LSU has played this year. I think that it goes without saying, but on the obviously this is the best offense that Ellis that Alabama has faced as well. Um, and some quick note for optimism. I included this in my, in my um, three keys to the game yesterday was I do think there is some something to take away from Texas having the amount of success it had against Alabama through the air? If you look at Quinn Ewers' stats in that game, I don't have them directly in front of me, but it was something like 350 yards um, and three touchdowns, no picks. Like he, I don't think he wasn't even sacked in that game. I don't believe either. So um, in their one game against a top 30 offense, they kind of struggled. So I do think there is. An expectation I have for LSU's offense to play well and the receivers and the pass game too, to be clicking.
1: Uh, yeah. In that game, yours went 24 38 for 350 and three, no turnovers. Uh, Jonathan Brooks ran for 60 yards on the ground. Baxter had 30. And uh, they had two guys, Mitchell and Worthy, both go for over 70. And Jatavian Sanders goes for 115. So they, um, that was early too. Teams get better on defense, yes. obviously. Um, but Good point there, and that we have seen them at least one team throw all over Alabama.
0: Yeah. Um, the rest of the games, I don't know how much, you know, AM was hit or miss in their game. It's like yeah. Arkansas was hit or miss in their game. So, um, but yeah, in the big picture of things, this Alabama team, we said going into the year had question marks at quarterback, you know, question marks at receiver. I do think they're probably better at receiver than I anticipated going into the year, and they might even be better at quarterback than I thought they would be going into the year. But Offensive line is probably um, the biggest question mark. But I got to jump to the other side of the ball. So let's stay on LSU football or LSU offense first. A lot of people have been saying they need to run the ball. Um, LSU does. I do think that that's going to be a challenge. This Alabama defensive front, like we talked about, Jaheim Otis, another guy I didn't even mention. I just named almost the entire Alabama starting 11 defense. Their run defense is tremendous. Um, I do think that LSU is going to have a tough time running the ball conventionally. I think Jaden Daniels is gonna to have to do a lot with his legs, and um, yeah, I, I look at this as Jaden Daniels' arm, legs. This is all on him because this Alabama defense, I think, is good enough to take away the running backs. You know, maybe take away one of Thomas or Neighbors. Um, so I put a lot of stock on. All right, Jaden, this is your Heisman moment, and it sounds cliche, but you have the best quarterback in the country, or at least you know the most accomplished quarterback in the country this year. He's going to have to be exceptional.
1: I think that's a, uh, man, I'm I'm starting to rethink my preview predictions here uh, because as you just slowly kind of went through, guys, you're impressed by in film study, you got to all 11 players who start on defense.
0: That's a good, it's a great defense, man. It's going to be what we look back on. Um, I mean, basically every LSU game ever has like, however many NFL players on the field. But then, you know, we're going to look back on, oh, man, Caleb Downs as a freshman here, on Arnold, Caleb Kool-Aid McKinstry, but they're going against Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, like Mason Taylor, Jay Nails. So it's just an, it's an awesome matchup, man, from the talent perspective, just how much NFL talent is on the field.
1: Uh, Bama allows uh, 16 points a game. Obviously, Texas put up 34. That was the most of the season. Um, Ole Miss only scored 10 on them, Mm -hmm. A&M 20, uh, State 17, Arkansas 21, Tennessee 20. So they have put the clamps down on some teams. But once again, Ole Miss, holding Ole Miss at 10 is very impressive because we saw what Ole Miss did. Now, I don't know if Trey Harris played in that game against Alabama.
0: I don't Um, think so. I don't think he did. I don't think so. Neither did Zachary Um, Franklin. He single-handedly crushed LSU in that one for a couple of
1: touchdowns, including the game winner. Uh, Louisiana native, but don't It's 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 tough to do this, you know, apples to oranges or apples to apples game to game predictions because it's all different. And the reality is LSU's offense is absolutely clicking. So, uh, where do we start here? How do you Mike Dinrock? Are you just sticking with what you've been doing?
0: Yeah, I, I think Mike Denbrock has this offense in a different stratosphere. Like we know in football nowadays, like a good offense beats a good defense. And I think Alabama has shown enough holes for Denbrock to, you know, pick at, pick at the scabs a little bit, pick at the weaknesses, maybe over the middle of the field, if they dedicate too much attention to the receivers. I I, I wrote about Kyron Lacey a little bit too in those three keys. I think Kyron his a bit we saw I think it was Auburn the Auburn game where he really just killed them over the middle of the field and I know he had one of the drops but then he comes back and had a really big touchdown or big gain um I think Kyron Lacey over the middle I know a lot of people talk about Mason Taylor in that regard Mason Taylor to me is more of the underneath type stuff they still had don't really utilize him in that way so I look at Kyron Lacey as being one of the one of the x factors here is you can't have any drops obviously and his, I, but I do like his yards after catch ability, right? His running is is um, exceptional. So um, I I look at this all LSU offense. I still think they get into the 30s with with ease here, and then it's just you know, can you convert on those critical downs? Can you convert in the red zone? Um, I don't I don't think Brian Kelly is going to be kicking many field goals unless it he absolutely has to in this game.
1: Obviously, to your point on Kyron Lacy. Um... Malik and Brian dominated the snap share uh, or the target share, I should say. Um, Brian's caught forty-two balls, uh, Malik fifty-six, Kyron only sixteen. But Malik's averaging seventeen yards a catch, Brian's averaging seventeen yards a catch, Kyron's averaging almost twenty yards a catch. So I'm with you that three big tire, you know, Kyron catch like he gets targeted three or four times a game. He gets three big catches at chunky out, 60 yards at different points, maybe third, you know, whatever it is in big moments. That would be huge.
0: Yeah, so that that's where I'm looking at it from um, LSU's offense. I, you know, when we get into our predictions, I do think that they score the ball um, efficiently, even though this is a, a great. I I, I don't want to say great. It's a very good Alabama defense. Um, all right, do you want to flip it? Or you got anything else here?
1: Well, and I'll just say quickly, too, for a reminder people to understand, LSU does lead the nation still in total offense and scoring offense. Everything. And they have that first game, 24 against Florida State. Obviously, they fell flat in the second half, um, and Florida State ran away with it. But since then, 72 points, 41 points, 34 points, 49 points, 49 points, 48 points, 62 points. So those teams are not Bama's defense, but they routinely can drop 40 on
0: people. The another thing uh that I've heard, um obviously the health of Emory Jones is it hasn't been talked about. We assume he's, you know, I mean he's back, he's practicing, he's playing. But is he that full 100 percent go? Like is he back to where he was? Um, I assume he is. I you know, look at this game through the lens that he is, but he's gonna have to play well. Will Campbell's gonna have to play well, the offensive line's gonna have to play well, as we know. But that Emory Jones Question mark hasn't been something we've talked about very much. Brian Kelly hasn't talked about it, but um I do think him against, you know, Dallas Turner, him um against any of these Alabama defensive linemen, is going to be a really big test on whatever status he is going into this game.
1: You would say that this year's O-line is better than last year's, correct? Yes. And you would say in turn that – Alabama's defense maybe last
0: year was better than it is this year. Defensive line or defense?
1: D- defense, I guess in general, but yeah, front seven.
0: Front seven. Probably close to a push. Maybe I mean Will Anderson obviously changes things. If you you know, I if you just say that, I mean yeah, last year's defense could be better cuz just cuz of Will Anderson, yeah.
1: Bama had 6 sacks in this game a year
0: ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it is a lot. It is a lot. So that that's where we'll see. Is this offense more efficient? Can they? Uh, is Mike Denbrock more comfortable? It's just such a different world that we're in now from last year at this time. Yeah. It's like last year, I didn't see how this offense was going to score enough points to beat Alabama. This year, I have no problem seeing this nope. offense put up 30 points plus
1: and what they scored 24 each in regulation i believe and yeah. it was really if you'll remember it was a game that while there were bright spots on offense for both teams it was bramplet at punter yeah. who was flipping the field all game and keeping lsu in it
0: well i i picked i had the under like 55 i think in that game or something like that under 55 and a half or something and so i was good until yeah and, and then you went to overtime my i had some bad beats last year on lsu games that's okay. all i'll say the blocked blocked extra point to start the year was one and then i knew it was it was rap okay all so right. you
1: feel confident lsu scores more than 30 points i do i do so i'm giving you 10 possessions a game you think that lsu
0: scores on at least five of them at least yeah okay that's i mean and, and awesome this is the thing the what obviously what decides this game is third and fourth downs right it's I guess I don't think Brian Kelly's kicking field goals if it's fourth and five, fourth and three and they're on the 20. I just, I don't think he's going to do that at least not early in the game, or I don't think he'll do it. If they're down, obviously a touchdown or so, I I just can't see him kicking many field goals here. So um, yeah, five, five touchdowns, something like that.
1: Well, and to give you the two games that they knew they were getting into shootouts in, and they were doing that kind of stuff this season would be Ole Miss and Missouri, Ole Miss and Missouri. Um, Florida state too. yeah uh, almost missouri score 39 points a game and 34 points a game uh Bama's averaging 30. so not quite the same offenses that they have but in that same stratosphere of oh if they're putting up more than 30 points a game we might not be able to kick field goals you know yeah
0: Well, let's flip it. Let's go to Alabama's offense versus LSU's defense here. Um, this is, you know, I mentioned all the NFL players on the other side of the ball when those those guys go on the field. they are still NFL players on, on this field. Uh, Makai uh, Wingo being out um, and Zy Alexander being out for this LSU team, I think are substantial. But I do think the bye week helps LSU a lot in, this, in the sense that they knew those two would be out. Now you have Uh, clarity at corner you have clarity on the defensive line how much will that help I don't know they still have to go execute Ashton Stamps or the Terrence Walsh or whoever it is has to go execute but Jordan Jefferson on on the D line like I said I think it's a drop but I don't think it is substantial it might be from a 10 to an 8 or something like that um and the cornerback room has already been a problem so now it's just masking your deficiencies with different players uh so I don't know, but where do you want to start with you know, Alabama's offense versus LSU's defense? What do, what do you think?
1: Um, I, I agree with you about settling in. I'm not so sure. here. My biggest hit is Zy Alexander. Has he been perfect? No, but he started in every game, so he gave you consistency. He had more snaps at corner than anyone on this team, and you're having to replace him not with a Denver Harris, who's got 200-plus snaps. But with someone who's either a true freshman or LaTerrence Welsh. One big thing for me in this game is how much does LSU's deficiencies in the defensive backfield deviate Tommy Reese, uh, Alabama's offensive coordinator, who was Brian Kelly's quarterback for a long time, Brian Kelly's OC for a long time? How much does he stray from the script of what Alabama's just done, which is very much heavier on the run than pass? Like, We talked about this earlier Do you in the mailbag. Do you just suddenly say, oh, well, they're kind of weak at DB, so let's just pass more of this game. I don't necessarily think it works like that Uh, in the minds of a big matchup like this when you're 10 games into a season or whatever it is, and you're saying 10 weeks into a season, and you're saying, we've got to stick to what got us here. And we're undefeated in conference. We did lose one game that was early in the year against Texas. Right now we are a very, very good team if we can run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, pops some passes. I don't see them sitting back there like an old Miss and Missouri and being like, well, let's just throw it all game.
0: Yeah. Um, and not for nothing, a lot of Milrow's success and his deep shots are built off the run game. So if you do sure. not establish the run as Alabama, you force Milrow into situations he hasn't been in. And the one thing about Milrow and this pass game as a whole, throughout the season it's gotten better, it's gotten more comfortable, And it's always been based off of the run game. Now, the run game in itself, we could talk about that. I mean, has been up and down. I think they only average around four, four point something yards per carry. Um, Not in the top uh, top half of the SEC in that regard, but still, they are resilient. They try to run the ball and they stick to it sixty percent of the time, which is um, among the top twenty in the country in terms of run pass ratio. So. I don't think they have an option. I think you have to try to establish a run against this LSU defense. And not for nothing, LSU's defense has struggled against the run this year, which we've talked about plenty. Whenever it's – if it's an offense that's not Army and Auburn and Mississippi State, all the other teams have pretty much had success running the ball against LSU. So I look at Alabama's coming in there saying we're going to be able to establish a run because – Ole Miss and Florida State and all these other teams have been able to do with the same thing, uh, I think Arkansas even ran the ball pretty pretty well. So I i don't look at – I don't see Alabama deviating too much, like you said, and I think that that's where they try to set Mill up for the big plays to Burton and Bond uh, over the top.
1: It's going to be – I almost just get the sense. I'm not going to 2019 LSU Bama where it was – Golly God, what did that game end at? Uh let's let me Google that Go real look, quick. Look at that. You, 30, you were here uh so, right 49, 45. Yeah, 40 something to
0: 40
1: something. Yeah, 46 to 41 was that yeah. game. And that was a regulation game. I don't think it gets to that, but I do think, and we can clip it later when I'm an idiot, and they play a typical SEC grudge match where it's like 21 to 17. Um, but I don't think it'll get 46-41, but I am in a game where both teams are the 30s. I just, yeah. That's how it'll play out.
0: Yeah. And so, that obviously, um, the big playability of Alabama is intimidating. Uh, Jalen Millrell, we've talked about it, third in the country in yards per attempt. Um, I do think we've pointed this out as well, is he's taken a ton of sacks this year. I think he. I think Alabama ranks like 126 in the country in sacks allowed per game, four point three. Five, somewhere around there so this is an offense that can go backwards a lot as well and so with that being the case I look at LSU's defensive line all the pressures on it all eyes will be on that matchups can Savion Jones can Mason Smith can Ov and Braden can those guys break through and get to Jalen Milrow? because we know if he doesn't have his first read he might hold the ball he might you know panic a little bit but he's not and he's not the type that's going to progress through the field rapidly like we've seen Jaden Daniels start to do this year. He's not that level. And um, I think LSU's played several quarterbacks that are better than Jalen Milrow this year.
1: Yeah. And I agree. I agree. I still think that, and I said this in the uh, mailbag pod, I think this is a game where both teams do a little more design runs with their quarterbacks and maybe we're yeah. used to seeing this year. Yeah. Um, LSU yeah. hasn't had to do it a ton um bam relied on their run game i think they could get milro out there because he's tough to bring down it's like having to tackle a jackson dart or kj jefferson he is becomes a running back when he gets into the open field so for me as much as we talk about like corners and the safety and you know manning up on these bama receivers tackling in the run game in milro is going to be massive
0: yeah uh real quick hit on the li- linebackers Omar Bates, Greg Penn, Wit Weeks. Those guys are going to obviously have to have good games. We've seen Wit Weeks, um, Flash. We'll see how impactful he is in this game. I, you know, Brian Kelly talked about him. He said ah, everybody loves Wit Weeks. I love Wit Weeks, but uh, in a game like this, you need Greg Penn and Omar's communications, their experience, and you need those guys to show up. Wit Weeks will be there, but you need those veterans to show up in this game, and then also. Um, Harold Perkins at the Sam slash nickel spot. Haven't talked about him, but when you talk about the pass rush, I've said this. I said this on a radio call earlier this week. He's the one that I'm interested to see how they use him because in the last three games, I think they've pass rushed him a combined 16 or 17 times. This week, it has to be close, close to a 50 50 split in terms of pass rush and coverage. And I know he's at like a nickel ish spot, but they need him in the pass rush, they need him playmaking.
1: Thank God he's at the nickel because they wouldn't have anyone else to put there. They're down too many DBs. Um, Also, as we said on the mailbag, uh, Harold Perkins goes into the week. as the highest graded coverage linebacker in the country. So that balance you're talking about 50, 50, bringing the pressure versus covering. He's also been very excellent at covering. You're not losing much there because he's been so good at it. So I am very intrigued. I think this is the one game I'm most interested to see how Matt house defends things.
0: Yeah. And lastly, safety position: Andre, Sam, and Major Burns at the two back They're there. They're going to play every snap. They're going to play every snap. They—the biggest thing for them is run fits and making those tackles in the run fits. Like we well, scrambling. You go through the first six games of the season, basically, and it's miss tackle, whiff tackle, here, there. Yeah. Uh, I think Auburn and Army—they were better, but that's Auburn. Auburn and Army. and Army aren't that good either. So yeah, those are very limited offenses. So this is where. This is make or break. Can Sam and Burns break through and have those games where they are just being solid and making a couple tack key tackles to maybe stop them on a third down short of the short of the change. Like just one or two plays to flip things. That's what I'm interested to see from those two.
1: Yep. It is um God, if there were a game this season that LSU's defense can just step up and get stops to finally give the offense what they need and deserve of hey they're doing it every game y'all make some stops and you can keep your sec west hopes alive um Matty b we do it every week uh game time is our uh, ad sponsor for our weekly preview and predictions uh if you're watching on youtube you see it go to gametime.co or just download the game time app that's the easiest way to do it use the promo code tigers t-i-g-e-r-e-r-s for 20 bucks off your first order Game time is the ticketing app uh, that we use. It is so easy. You're in and out. I have now bought basketball, football, and concert tickets off game time in the past four months. Download the game time app. If you haven't, create an account. Use that code TIGERS. You get 25 bu- 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account. Redeem the code with TIGERS when you check out, and you'll get 20 bucks off. Uh, Maddie B, I've said it a million times. I like it because you can get last minute tickets. It's easy. It's two clicks and you're in and out. You get the seat view image, which I love um, easy to sort of find and look around the stadium on the maps. Uh, and they've got lowest price guarantee uh, event cancellation, protect protection across multiple platforms, job loss, travel, all of that. They've got you covered. Um, and look, you don't have to worry about planning months in advance. If you're headed up to Tuscaloosa, you don't have a ticket yet. You were thinking about buying one outside the game. I give you my weekly update, Matty B. This is uh, the most expensive game of the year to get into. Are you surprised by that? Absolutely not. Um, I am seeing in the lower bowl. If that's where you want to be, you can get some tickets for around two fifty. I'd expect those numbers to drop a bit uh, going into it. If you want to be up in the upper deck, which is where a lot of it, you can get in for around the one fifty range, one sixty. Uh, there's some flash deals going on right now. Uh 170 bucks. Um not a not the cheapest game to get into, but rightfully so. This is the biggest game LSU plays this year. Uh we'll see if those tickets don't start to come down. I'm looking at a lowest price of 129 in the upper deck. So if you do not have your LSU Bama tickets yet, go for it. Check it out. I'm actually on two tickets right now because it well, still gives you the same price, but. Um, if you're trying to go solo, um, I'm seeing some 180s you can get in in the lower bowl. So if you want to check it out, if you do not have tickets yet, it is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Buy your tickets in just a matter of seconds. They come right to your phone. You don't have to go digging through the email. Like I said, two taps, you're done. The tickets are purchased. You've got them right there to scan when you get in the gate and you'll already know what your seat view is when you pick it out. So Keep an eye on that. I think again, if you don't have tickets, I bet those come down a little bit well, before the game because there are a ton of tickets for sale on there. Yeah. Um, but biggest game of the year, biggest prices.
0: Yep. But you and, save uh, twenty bucks
1: with uh, yeah. Tigers as a promise code.
0: Yep. And uh, now you got Pelicans games, got LSU basketball games, uh, and you got three more LSU football home games. Don't forget after this week as well. So plenty,
1: lot more game time to come. Uh, all right, what do we want to do? Do we want to do MVPs? Game balls game balls okay cool yep. i am um
0: have you written your article yet
1: yeah well i've shelled it i know who i picked okay um i'm so mainstream that you could call me lamestream here let's do it i'm going studs i'm going across the board studs so
0: okay
1: we may pick the same people but if you want to go first i'll let you
0: no 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 go ahead go ahead I have a receiver in mind, so.
1: Okay, well, we've said all along, uh, we we had this fun debate of um, if this player plays their best game, LSU wins, like the best game of the season. I have continued to answer that to be Jaden Daniels because people think, oh, it's got to be someone on defense. Oh, no. If Jaden Daniels can play better than 450 yards and five total touchdowns, they're probably going to win. So, Jaden Daniels, my prediction, offensive MVP, played very well in this game a year ago. I then go on defense to the person that you talked about needing to see what his rep share was in terms of coverage versus pressures and all of that. Harold Perkins is, should be in games like this flashing. He should be someone where they say there he is, one of the best players in college football. We've had a few of those moments this year. We haven't seen it happen in waves like you did against Arkansas and some other games. So, I'm going with the man, Harold Perkins, Sam Linebacker, my defensive MVP, and since I have this game coming down to a close one, and this is tough because a year ago, Jay Bramplett was the MVP of this game. I think there's a little more offense in this one. I think there's the offenses and what the ultimate points come out to be is a little more paramount, even though last year it ended in a tie and had to go to overtime, um, which is silly for me to say, but I'll go Damian Ramos. I think a kick could potentially be a difference in a game like this. And Will Reichard is one of the best kickers in the country for Bama. So you're up against it there. But I do think that if they get down there and Brian Kelly, you know, let's say they are in those third and threes and then you get a false start and then you've got to kick a field goal. Yeah. I trust Ramos from 40 and in to come in and hit. Give me Ramos as my special teams MVP.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have two of my three. Done. Uh, well, that's, that's not true. Let's start with the one that I'm going to go with. Malik Neighbors, I think, is going to be massive plays into your Jaden Daniels pick. But the, the reason why I don't think teams are able to take him away, and I don't think Alabama will be able to take him away, is a similar... Well, it's because of his versatility. It's because he can line up in different spots. And I think him lining up in the slot, not even just on the slot fades, but on different route com- concepts to where maybe he can get an outbreaking route for 10 yards. Like he is so tough to cover because he is so versatile and he can beat you in a variety of ways. And I think Malik Neighbors has over 100 yards on what, seven, six, seven catches. I just think he's going to have a really big game with a touchdown or two. So give me Malik. Uh, to be the one on offense, defense. I am um, having a hard time here. I do think Harold Perkins has a big role, but I don't know what his, uh, like you said, his his um disparity between pass rushing and coverage is going to be. I want to pick a defensive lineman. The question is, which one is going to make a couple plays? And I'm gonna go with Braden Swinson. Oh, I like the pick. Braden Swinson off the edge, I think, gets a sack. Uh, Matty B is a,
1: picking people who don't even start.
0: Maybe a TFL. He has more sacks than OV. I think in pass rush situations, he's going to be the one that they utilize the most. And this is an Alabama offensive line that, or at least Alabama offense, that is in the bottom ten in the country in sacks allowed per game. Braden Swinson over one over 0.5 sacks in this one. Yeah. Uh, I can see it. he's had,
1: he's had better stats across the board than Ovi. So yeah, he comes in in those past rush situations that could be absolutely massive. Paris Shand, another who I think yes. could potentially have a really nice game for him coming off yep. the bench. And we'll see what Jordan Jefferson does uh, stepping into, and and Guillory stepping into bigger roles. Now that Wing goes out, obviously yep. you'd love to see Mason Smith have a big game, but he gets doubled. He'll, it's tough to know a true impact there. Um, yep. So I like your picks.
0: Special teams is hard because I was gonna pick Jay Bramlett, but Alabama's gonna score the ball, let's say three, four, or five times, something in that range. Um, at least touchdowns, and then you know, add a field goal or two in there. Caleb Jackson as a kick returner in theory. If they don't kick it out the end zone every time, should have a few chances to pop one. So that's where I'm hesitant to just write him off and take Bramlett. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Caleb Jackson. I think he has more opportunities ooh, as a kick returner ooh. than Jay Bramblet does. If I'm assuming LSU's offense scores on 60% or 70% of its drives, um, that doesn't leave much room for Bramblet. maybe three, four punts. This isn't like last year where LSU's defense can win the field position battle. I think this is going to be decided by who converts fourth down, who converts third downs, and who can pop big plays. Um, like Caleb Jackson on a return, potentially.
1: Um, LSU punted six times in this game a year ago. Yeah, that'll be three this year, max. Cutting that, You're cutting that in half. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. All right, so I like our picks. I, I do like our picks. I feel good about them. Good,
0: good. As long as you feel good about them, because you're on a roll after last night, so I trust you.
1: <laughs> Shout out Herb Jones, Alabama alum. Really carrying my uh my small parlays for the pels <laughs> to get another dub
0: see if you're I'm on fire. the message boards if you're on the message boards you know you know what we're talking about so yeah, to the yeah tiger. for a dollar
1: be on the bingo tiger message boards and you can watch maddie b get so excited that the spurs are winning some games instead of tanking for the entire season one weekend women casually pulling up from 40 feet for threes um and then the pels off to a really great start only one loss and got a, and got a win without uh, zion last
0: night which is yep. huge so yeah subscribe to bangal tiger if you haven't already all right let's do our predictions
1: let's do it I feel like i've already should have changed mine but i'm rocking with it
0: no go ahead change yours if you want because no, mine's kind of similar it. to yours so i
1: okay so here's my issue i i predicted lsu to go 11 and 1 with a loss to bama so do I do I stick with what I thought in the preseason? Well, in the preseason, here's one thing I knew. I knew LSU's DBs were not going to be DBU this yeah. year. I factored that in. I knew the offense was going to be solid. I didn't know they were going to be the best offense in college football. I also thought that Bama's O-line would not be as shaky as it's been in spots. And defensively, they are what I thought they were. So – I imagined Bama winning a close one. Now, if you tell me what I know, that LSU has the best offense in college football, that shifts it a little for me. I um, People are going to be mad when they read my preview predictions because they always tell me no math. My entire preview predictions was just a bunch of math about averages of last year versus this year and where everybody's at. Here's my thing. A year ago, LSU shaved 17 points off of Alabama's season average. They held them to 24 in regulation. This year, you're looking at an LSU team that's averaging, what, 47 points a game? That is a uh, a ton. They allow 27 points a game, but averaging 47. How much can Bama shave off that? They only allow... I think like 18, 17, 18 points a game.
0: Something like that. It ain't going to be
1: that much. So as I said, I don't think this goes back to the 40s like it did in 2019, but I do have it in the 30s. And all week I've made it about stops. And if you make it simple, it's 10 possessions a game. How many stops does that take? For me, it's at a minimum of three for LSU's defense. I think that the recipe I laid out, And it sounds lofty when you hear it, especially when you're playing Bama in a really good defense. But five touchdowns and a field goal would do it for me. That's a touchdown a quarter and or however you want to spread it out. And one field goal mixed in there, that would get you uh, to 38 points. Um, I predicted LSU 38, Bama 34. I think that many people have said, for instance, Vegas. Vegas has this this as a three point spread. Bama is a favorite. And the over-under set to where they would envision this would be a 31-28 game. Mm -hmm. So the race would be to 30 points. LSU is the only team in the country that's hit the over in every game this season. So I'm calling this a race to 35 points. So my prediction is what it's worth, basically nothing. I'd actually have to go back and look how good I've been at predictions this year. But I'll go race to 35, and I think LSU can hit 35, so I'll go 38-34. I like it. And I, and and that provides a little – if it were like 38-35, that's a little scarier because Reichert can come in and hit at the end of a game from 56 and you're going to overtime. Yeah, a so, little cushion there if it gets to 38-34 and they have to score.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, I think we've laid it out well uh, kind of where I'm at with this game. I, I think something that's in, interesting and I, I included it in my predictions is this Alabama offense is good. I think it can take the top off L- off LSU, and I think it will score points. But I do not hold it in the same regard as Florida State. I don't hold it in the same uh regard as even Ole Miss and Missouri. Uh, to me, this is the fourth best offense LSU's played this year. And with that in mind, I think they're, and it's not even. I don't think LSU wins this game because LSU's defense makes a ton of great plays, but I think Alabama's offense is prone to shooting itself in the foot is prone to not finishing drives in the red zone, uh, giving up sacks at untimely downs and just not being consistent because of that. I think Jalen Milrow makes a few mistakes, doesn't convert on key downs, I don't think Alabama's dropping 50 on LSU. I don't even think they're dropping 40 on LSU. With that being said, like I said earlier in the podcast, LSU's offense, I think, is going to be consistent. Jaden Daniels is completely locked in right now. These receivers are too versatile, too dynamic. Kyron Lacey has a big game. Brian Kelly's going to stay aggressive. I think Jaden Daniels rushes for 100 yards, and I think LSU gets to 40. Give me LSU 42-34 to over Alabama.
1: Uh, You talked about turnovers, which, um, if you'll remember, such a key moment I felt like in that game a year ago was very early on. Bryce Young drives them right down the field and then throws a pick in the inside to Jarrett Bernard Converse. And that allowed LSU to, you know, the stadium got behind them, a little momentum, and then you're off into a game where you're kind of trading punts and some scores and you get into overtime. Uh, This year, turnover-wise, uh, both in the positives, um, so neither of them are in the negatives in terms of margin of on the year, uh, but LSU has gained 11 turnovers. Um, they've got nine picks and two fumbles that they picked up, and they've lost five. They've thrown three picks and dropped uh, or fumbled the ball twice, so uh, margin there is at a six. Bama has gained 10, one fewer than LSU, seven picks and three fumbles, so about the same. Uh, And they've lost, though, eight, so it's three more than LSU, putting the margin at two. So however you want to slice it, whether it's LSU protects the ball better than Bama does, or Bama's defense gets a little bit more than LSU does, LSU is the team that has, margin-wise, been better in the turnover department this year. We didn't really talk a lot of turnovers, but can't like we've talked stops a turnover would be a stop if they can get a turnover that changes things too completely i don't think i've like lsu is not i don't think gonna go out there and throw three picks that's not Jaden daniels he didn't even throw that all year like he doesn't do that it's just not his game so i don't think that suddenly pops up as an issue this weekend another thing i want to talk about going into this environment maddie b is and this let me just ask you this question because i think it's really about the offense when was the last time you thought when you looked at Jaden Daniels as rattled
0: last year at Arkansas? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say okay, yeah, I was gonna say maybe Florida State second half briefly and maybe first half Arkansas at the interception point, but after that, he was terrific. But yes, those two.
1: Okay, I'm just curious because I think people wonder like, normally you go to Bama, a tough environment like this, and it's there's some nerves. There's a little bit of that to get through. I haven't seen that from Jaden in over a year.
0: Jaden's going to be nails in this game. Um, Jalen Mill, the quarterback disparity in this game is massive. It is absolutely massive. Last year, Jane Daniels versus Bryce Young was a battle of two five-star number one quarterbacks in their class. This is a far cry from that. Jalen Milrow is a fine quarterback. He plays the role well. I think he's better than what I thought he was going to be coming into the year. Uh, credit to I like Kalen Milrow. Yeah, and credit to this offense. Like, I think they've been really potent. Um, but you take 26 sacks or whatever it is. Uh, heck, that might be in the 30s, actually. <laughs> you take however many sacks it is. Um, you know, the completion percentage is, I think, 60 in the um, 60s, mid 60s, somewhere. Here, yeah, I got it right here 64.7% um five picks 13 touchdowns i just think this is a disparity of quarterbacks that i think that matters in this game
1: uh, i think third downs would be some lsu doesn't get themselves in a lot of third downs so that's a tough stat to read but defensively they're for lsu they're the they best in the country regardless let say it again
0: yeah i mean i think offensively they're the best third down offense in the country along with being the third best first down offense in the country
1: Correct. They they do not get themselves into a lot of third downs where it becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, but defensively, they have allowed a conversion on forty two percent of third downs. Yeah. Kentucky and Danny, the only teams worse. So, just some food for thought of how important third downs are because when Bama runs the football, they're going to put themselves in third down situations yeah. that are very key. Yep. Getting you can't allow a team like an Alabama to convert. 40 plus percent of their, th- you know, they're at nearly 50 percent of conversions on third downs. That's not a recipe for success. That number has to come down a little bit this game. I agree. Did you give a final I, score?
0: Did yeah. I miss it? Yeah, I did. What'd we you missed say? it. 42 uh, 34 LSU. Damn. There you go. Billy picked LSU to
1: lose, just
0: for those who are wondering. <laughs> it's on the site. It's on the site if y'all want to check it out.
1: Speaking but y'all both of-
0: have them uh, get into the 40s. I do not.
1: I think this is a game that both teams get into the 30s.
0: Vegas has it. Vegas has it, like you said, like 30, 32, 28, 32, 29, something like that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah 31 would make sense. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's all we okay, got. so get
1: ready for a 13-10 to 10 game.
0: I'm if that happens, dude, I'll go crazy. Nah, um, no. Yeah, well, I'm putting my whole paycheck on, on the overs. So here we go. <laughs> All oh, right, man, let's see. Plug, plug the special. Plug the special one time, and then we'll go.
1: Well, you get 50% off for the year on the Bengal Tiger with this week, um, which is a great deal, obviously. Um, right at about 50 bucks, will get you a membership for an entire year or – If you're a new member a dollar will get you for the first month that carries you through the rest of the regular season tons of recruiting news we've had a ton of signups recently uh the fam is growing on the bengal tiger we have fun on the board every day too whether it's ups downs and recruiting or on the field um people take it in stride and, and we're having a blast with this lsu season and remember guys there's only what 12 Saturdays a year where you get to watch LSU play and then you get to see if they get to make it in the postseason and what they do. But enjoy it, be a part of it. We've got a month left. Spend a dollar and come over and hang out with us. Uh, And again, 50% off uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, get in for the whole year, which is a great deal. So we appreciate all the love. Maddie B, you've got the YouTube page growing like crazy. So, um, mad shout out to all the LSU fans out there, man. We're excited for this one. Maddie B will be in Tuscaloosa. Uh, holler at him if you're up there. Shoot him a DM. Staying in Meridian, like most LSU fans do. So, um, yeah, he'll be he'll be ready. It's his first Bryant Denny uh, experience. It's a nice stadium, uh, fun. Um, but safe travels to all the LSU fans and the Bama fans getting to the game and getting home from the game. And hopefully, this one lives up to the billing. Right? I want to see a great game,
0: dude. If if any of our predictions are right. And this ends up being in the 30s, where it's like a three-point game, fourth quarter. I mean, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. That's what this. This is what college football is.
1: And I don't know too if like I can if this game ends up whatever 42-38 or like y'all think in a 40s to a 30s or I think I said 38-34, even if it's 32 or yeah. whatever, 31-28. Those would all be like I don't know if I would characterize Missouri and all Miss as being like, man, those were great games, like. <laughs> No, just nobody could stop the other team. And they just literally went up and down the field the whole time. Like, that's what's fun about this one. A few stops is what becomes key. Uh, yeah. And I think it'll be a good one.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Um, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe, and subscribe to the Bengal Tiger if you have not already. Um, we will be back. I don't know how we're going to do the post game podcast. Um, I thought about, Shay, I think I thought about bringing my mic to the press. That's box. what I would do.
1: I think you can just do it straight from the press box after we'll hook it up. Yeah. So that's what I thought about doing. So
0: we'll probably have something that Saturday or Saturday night uh, up on the YouTube. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Yeah. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Bengal Tiger on three and become a subscriber. So thank you all for joining us.
1: We went, we went the whole podcast there without ever naming the guy who basically won them the game last year, Mason Taylor, when he caught a touchdown at the end of regulation and then caught the two point conversion to win it. So maybe, Maybe the Mason Taylor redux part two it again. I'm here for it. I'm here for hey, it. Okay. Been, he hasn't been quiet this year, but maybe he's due for that
0: big moment again. Well, he's back to 100% now. So that was the whole thing. It was the past like four or five weeks for him have been just getting healthy. So he's been playing, yeah. but he hasn't been 100% since. So we'll see how he does. Any other shout outs before we go? Um, No, nah, shout out to the
1: Bengal Tiger sub. Shout out to LSU fans. And again, everyone travel safe up there and have fun.
0: All right. Uh, We'll be back after the game. Until then, uh, y'all have a good one.